Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. Yuan, why don't you get us started? Thanks, Peter. On January 17th, the FAR Council issued a proposed rule to implement regulatory changes that were made by the SBA regarding limitations on subcontracting. Now, there are several changes being proposed, including modifications to FAR 19.505 that clarify that only one of the limitations on subcontracting provisions apply to a contract. The FAR Council is also modifying FAR 19.505 and 52.219-14 to implement SBA regulations that permit the exclusion of other direct costs that are not the principal purpose of the contract and are not performed by small businesses from the limitations on subcontracting requirements for a service contract. The modifications would also exclude work performed outside of the United States on a contract approved or financed under the Foreign Assistance Act of 1961, as well as work required to be performed by a foreign contractor from the limitation on subcontracting requirements. Another proposed modification seeks to clarify that any work that a similarly situated entity further subcontracts out will count towards the prime contract's limitation on subcontracting. And finally, the Council seeks to modify FAR 19.505 and 52.219-33, the non-manufacturer rule, to implement the SBA's regulations removal of references to the unique standard kit assemblies when applying the non-manufacturer rule. Peter, back to you. Great. Next up, we're going to talk about a development from January 11th when DOD announced its first ever national defense industrial strategy focused on building a modernized industrial ecosystem that provides a sustained competitive advantage to the United States over its adversaries. Specifically, the NDIS provides a framework to guide DOD's engagement, policy development, and investment in the industrial base over the next three to five years. As part of the strategy, the NDIS highlights several investment tools and opportunities that the DOD is already using to spur growth, innovation, and development in key industries. There are basically four strategic priorities or pillars to guide action. Number one, resilient and secure supply chains. Two, workforce readiness. Three, flexible acquisition to lead to development of strategies that strive for certain dynamic capabilities while balancing efficiency, customization, standardization, maintainability. And the last pillar, economic deterrence to promote fair and effective market mechanisms that support a resilient defense industrial ecosystem among the U.S. and close industrial allies and partners, economic security, and integrated deterrence. DOD also outlined associated actions with and potential risks of not achieving each priority. DOD also highlighted certain systemic risks that may impact achieving these priorities, including inadequate workforce and skilled workers in certain sectors, inadequate domestic production of key materials, instability of procurement, and funding uncertainty. So we're expecting the NDIS to guide executive orders, policies, rules coming out, and certainly something that we'll be watching as it does roll out. Uh, now back to you on to talk about another proposed rule. 
Great. Another notable proposed rule came out from the FAR Council on January 9th, which seeks to enhance consistency and alignment between the suspension and debarment procedures in the FAR and in the Non-Procurement Common Rule System, or NCR system. The FAR and NCR are two separate suspension and debarment regulatory systems. The FAR governs procurement matters, while the NCR governs grants, cooperative agreements, contracts of assistance, and loan guarantees. Now, while the two suspension and debarment regimes are similar, the proposed rule would remove some differences, both definitional and procedural, between the two. Now, here are some of the proposed changes. Definitions would be added to the FAR to align it with the NCR, including the terms administrative agreement, conviction, pre-notice letter, and voluntary exclusion. Seven new aggravating and mitigating factors would be added to the FAR, which are equivalent to existing factors in the NCR for suspension and debarment officials to consider when making contractor present responsibility determinations. Now, these factors include whether the contractor has a pattern or prior history of wrongdoing, whether the wrongdoing was pervasive within the contractor's organization, and whether the contractor's principles tolerated the offense. Under the FAR, SDOs would be granted wider discretion to impose immediate sanctions in certain situations. For example, under the proposed rule, an indictment or other official finding by federal, state, or local bodies that determines factual and or legal matters would constitute adequate evidence for suspension actions. Importantly, this proposed rule would not impact the immediate exclusion of a contractor upon the SDO's issuance of a notice of proposed debarment under the FAR, which is not the case under the NCR. According to the FAR Council, this distinction really recognizes that contracts are more likely than non-procurement transactions to require immediate exclusion of the contractor in order to protect the government's interests and taxpayer dollars. Peter? We will wrap up for this edition. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202 624-2807 and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks so much. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.